Good morning, afternoon, and evening. Welcome to the 8311 Cast, your premier Midwestern-based sports podcast, bringing you all things sports to your beautiful ears. Join your hosts, Mike Ludwig and Wyatt Teeter, as we talk to you about Cyclone, college football, the MLB, and of course, our signature segments, your weekly turtle tab, Mike's Stupid Rules, and Write That Down Predictions, here on episode 131. Fun fact, this week Kyle's not here with us. It's just... uh, Myself and Mike, your two favorite hosts out of the three hosts of the 8311 cast. I think that's a not so fun fact. I do like having Kyle here. I do like having Kyle here as well. In fact, um, this week we're going to be, Mike and I, just to you know, kind of fill some time, we're going to be doing this awesome uh, 1v1 quiz thing where Mike's going to quiz me on hockey things and I'm going to quiz Mike on Formula One things. So... If you're interested in that, make sure you stick around. But first, we want to talk a little bit about some college football. Yeah, so there were a lot of circulating reports here in the last week, week and a half about Matt Campbell. There was a report that came out that he reportedly turned down an eight-year, $64 million deal, 64-ish million dollar deal from the Detroit Lions that they had offered him to be their next head football coach. Um And then like two days later, Detroit Lions denied that. Um, Of course, I expect the Detroit Lions. I don't know whether it's true. Like I can't say whether or not it's true, but I expect the Detroit Lions to to deny that no matter what. They're not going to say, we offered a hot young coach this much money and we're so bad that he said, no, I want to stay at Iowa State. Like how embarrassing would that be from an NFL franchise to actually have to come out and say that? Like I said, I don't know whether the rumors are true. I don't know whether the Detroit Lions are lying or not, but they pretty much had to say that. They they totally had to say that. And allegedly the Lions were going to fly out to Ames to talk with, with Matt about something, but presumably not about contract details because they never discussed that according to the Lions. But why else would you fly out to Iowa to talk to Matt Campbell? Their plane, their plane got diverted. The pilot thought they were going somewhere else. That's where they got Dan Campbell. The pilot was confused. That's how that works. Very confused. Yeah. But I mean, whether or not this is true, we're going to assume this is true for speculation purposes. I mean, if it's not, nothing changes. For speculation purposes, let's assume these rumors are true. To me, it says two things. First of all, Matt Campbell's not going to leave just for the sake of leaving. He's going to leave for a purpose, right? And the purpose would be a major step up either at a top level college football program or a NFL franchise that isn't a laughing stock. Right, so Cleveland, Buffalo, the Jets, the Lions, you can just stop. He's not going there. Um, the Cowboys, yeah, just not just not happening. Right. So that's what it says to me. And second of all, it says to me that he understands that money doesn't matter. I mean, the yes, it would be like a fifty percent raise, but a fifty percent raise from four million dollars a year to eight million dollars a year is very, very different than like a 50% raise from $9 an hour to $18 an hour. That's a, so it's a very significant difference in the latter case. In the former case, there's really not much extra you could do with $8 million a year that you couldn't do with $4 million. He, and he realizes that he likes it names. Who the heck would want to live in Detroit in any of its suburbs anyway? Like give me Ames, Iowa, any day of the week, our water is better. So, yeah, especially the Ames water. Man, 10 out of 10. Shout out to Ames for their water. 
Yeah, I miss Ames water. That's like the number one thing I miss about being in Ames is the water is not any good in St. Paul. But yeah, it shows good loyalty from Campbell. He'll be around this next year. I mean, I wouldn't be totally surprised if he left after this season. If this season goes well, like we all hope it's going to, over-unders for the year came out and Iowa State has been pegged on certain sites at either eight and a half or nine and a half as their over-under. Um, depending on what you look at. So if this season goes well, like we all expect it to, right? And so many of these players that Matt Campbell has recruited and brought up leave after this year, like they're probably going to, Brees Hall, Brock Purdy, Charlie Kohler, et cetera, right? I wouldn't be surprised if he leaves with them. I also wouldn't be surprised if he stayed. I'm not saying I'm predicting Matt Campbell to leave after this. I'm just saying it would not surprise me and there would be no hard feelings if he had great success this year and then laugh. But for now, he's showing his loyalty, he's sticking around. So the Cyclone fans, you can breathe a sigh of relief. Um, one foot quick football schedule note is that there is now a kickoff time for the Cyclones non-conference game against UNLV that will be played in Las Vegas. Um, that game will kick off at 7.30 Pacific time, which is 9.30 Iowa time, real time, central time. So take a nap that afternoon. Don't start drinking too early. It's going to be a long night. That game won't get over till after midnight. So be ready to hang in there for a long one. 9.30 Central Time, p.m. to start uh, that game. So um, mark that on your calendars because you're going to want to watch every Cyclone game you can this. Um, moving to the world of Major League Baseball, um, we'd be remiss if we didn't mention uh, Joe West. Yes, we all have our gripes with Joe West, but you have to give credit where credit is due. This last week, Joe West broke the major league record for most games umpired in his career. Um, When he went into this season, he said he was going to umpire one more season in order to break that record. He is planning to retire at the end of the season. Um, So congratulations to Joe West for breaking that record for most consecutive games umpired. That's good on you. Um, other notes across Major League Baseball, it's still before Memorial Day. You still can't overreact, but front offices are starting to make some low-level trades. Um, you've seen the Brewers make some deals. The Rays have been on a big win streak and trading away players at the same time, which is the most Tampa Bay Rays thing I have ever heard. Let's win a bunch of games and trade away our players at the same time. Um, the Mets have also gotten in on some of these uh, these trades with the Mets and Brewers um, swinging a deal today. Um, so basically, there's just been some uh, a lot of trades and other things going on in Major League Baseball to keep it busy. But again, it's still before Memorial Day. You still can't overreact. You can check the standings on Monday. Monday is the first time you can check the standings. So take a look at those standings on Monday. Figure out where your team's at. Don't panic. It's all good. And we'll we'll keep looking um, towards that. Um, in the- When do you want to slide in this trivia competition, Wyatt? Do you want to do it right now, or do you want to do our signature segments first and then end with the trivia competition? What do you think? Uh, let's go and do the trivia competition now. I'm, I'm game. Are you game? I'm ready. I got my questions queued up for you. Do I you do. Wanna, do you want to ask the first question, or do you want to answer the first Let's have you ask the first question. All right. I will ask the first question. Remember, 
Um, we're going to keep track of points, see who is better. Um, my questions are all about hockey. We're going to see how much Wyatt knows about hockey. Um, and Wyatt's questions are all about Formula One. We'll see how I am about F1. I, Wyatt, this first one is a little bit of review for you because we've talked about this on Mike Stupid Rules before. How many goals can you score during a power play for a minor penalty? Two. Why? Because that's more than one, and I feel like only one wouldn't be that much of a benefit. No, it's, it's one. Oh, dang. If, if you score on, during a two-minute minor penalty on the power play, if you score one goal, it's done. The guy gets to come out of the penalty. For a bonus, are there any times where you can score more than one goal on the power play? Uh, for a major penalty, something. Yes. You can score yeah. as many goals as you want on a major penalty. For a power play. You don't get a point for that because that was just a bonus question, but okay. Got that right. So my question for you, true or false? An F1 cars uh, how do I even phrase this right? Uh, F1 cars can catch fire by just stopping. True or false? I mean true. Anything can spontaneously combust if you try hard enough. It was a, a relatively poorly worded question, and it is true. Because Formula One brakes can get so hot that without proper cooling after the car stops, they can literally catch fire. And that has happened before. So if you ever watch a Formula One race and you're watching the cars go into pit lane uh, to get new tires, right? You'll see there are four dedicated people with these leaf blower looking things that they shove in the air vents of the car as soon as it stops to help cool down the brakes. They are so ridiculously hot. They can get up to a, a thousand degrees Celsius. That's really hot. Right. What's well, even really hot? Even crazier is that they're operating with the maximal stopping power at about 500 degrees Celsius. So you have to get the brakes warmed up to about 500 degrees Celsius before they even are at their max stopping potential. It's wild. Huh? What material are those brakes made out of? Uh, some sort of carbon. Um. I'd have to look it up for sure. There's carbon in them. For sure. There's carbon in pretty much everything. I mean, that's true. We do. <laughs> I'm assuming there, there's some type of carbon ceramic, but I don't know okay. sure to tell. Okay. All right. Question number two for you, Wyatt. How many officials are on the ice during an NHL game? Four. And what, and what do they do? So there's two guys with orange stripey things on their biceps. And there's two guys that don't. The guys that don't stand on those red lines that are on the ice and they swing their hand up for something, like if something crosses something too fast, I don't know. There's two referees and there's two linesmen. I think. Yes, yes that is correct. I did know that. The, line, the, the linesmen do stand at the blue lines, though, not the red lines. Not the red ones. Yes. Oh, yeah, the red ones are by the goals, aren't they? Correct. So there's a red line at center ice and then the goal lines are also red. Ah, blue lines for entering the offensive zone are, are blue, hence they're why they're called blue lines. Fair enough. There you go. You get a point for that one. That is correct. Very well done. I knew something. Can you describe a Formula One start? I'm I'm looking for three portions of the start. So to set things up for you, all the cars are lined up on the grid. The drivers are in the cars and everybody clears the track. What happens from this point? Can you do... Oh, so they're, they're lined up in the order that they were in during qualifying, right? So there's qualifying before the race. So that's how you determine what the grid looks like. Correct. Um, 
once everybody clears the track, I presume the cars are already on at that point. If not, they should turn them on. It's tough to drive a car that's not on. True fact. Um, then I presume, then they take, they take like a pacing lap to get warmed up, right? Where they have to stay in that grid. So they all take a lap while they're around in that grid. Um, you said you're looking for three things, which is unfortunate because the third thing is go, like go, go. But there's got to be something in between this pacing lap and go. But I don't know what it is. So, I mean, you're, you're, you're basically there. I, I might be being a little pedantic. So what happens between that formation lap is what it's called yep. and them going? Somebody waves the green flag. Um, I have no idea what you're looking for. I'll, I'll give you 0.6 of a point then. They stop. Oh, they stop. They stop. It's not like NASCAR where they take a pace lap and then go and turn four or something. Formula One, actually, they, they run a formation lap, like you were saying. Yep. All the cars stop again. The light grid lights up, and they when the lights go out, everybody goes from a stop. Okay. Do they, and then they, So in, in Formula One, they just do the pacing lap to warm up the tires and things like that on the track, basically? Yeah, it's mostly for warming up the tires, the brakes, getting the car ready to go. Um, and then... It's also for determining whether or not your car is safe to race, basically. So you can have an instance where if you think your car is not safe to start or you need more time to work on it or something crazy happened, like after you stopped, you can kind of wave your hand up here to get your marshaler's attention. And what they'll do is uh, abort the start and then run an extra formation lap. And this actually happened uh, two weeks ago. I think it was at a mole where this actually happened. Uh, A car they were doing their formation lap and then the car just stopped. Like everything turned off. It was like flipping the light switch off. So they had to get it back going again. Uh, eventually they were able to start and everything, but they had to do an extra. Everything here is controlled by the light grid for formula one. It's a uh, four by five lights. So four rows and the uh, five columns of yep. that can be red, green, or yellow. And essentially when all the cars line up and stop again, ready to start the race after the form, the bottom two, rows start lighting up from left to right column one through five and they're a second so you'll have the first two light up then um the next two will light up along with the first two then the next two so now we have six lights lit up and then the last two light up red so now both rows are red and as soon as those lights go out which can be a random amount of time it's not a second necessarily it's a second to light them all up but it can be a random amount of time to go off as soon as those lights go off the cars are gone they go so okay there you go. Nice, nice. Okay. Um, your next question, which team has the most Stanley Cup titles? Which team has the most Stanley Cup titles? Which for you non-hockey fans is like the cha- it's the championship, like the World Series. I feel like I should know this one. I know it's not Toronto. It is not Toronto. That is correct. I know it's, and I know it's not the blues. It ain't St. Louis. It is also not the blues. That is correct. Those were big, big deals. I don't know. Um, the only thing that comes to mind is the Canadians. It is the Canadians. Yeah. I'll give you a bonus point if you can tell me how many they have won. 12. Uh, twice that many. It's actually 24. Oh, dang. They've won 24. And then Toronto is their next closest competitor with 13. So it's Montreal and it's not close. Wow. So, well done. So now you've got two points. Well done, Wyatt. Thank you. So, for your third question, can you name the points awarded for finishing first, second, and third in a Formula One race? This is points for the driver, driver point. Yeah. 
10, 8, and 6. Not quite. Not quite. It's 25, 18, and 15. Okay. Right? And then uh, you get points first through 10. There's 20 drivers out on the track. So first place, like I said, 25, 18, 15. Fourth place is 12 points, then 10 points, 8, 6, 4, 2, and 1 point for finishing 10th. Okay. Okay. Well, at least I didn't guess something outrageous like 100. 100. Nope. It is a kind of wild, the, the point differentials, right? Between even first and second place, you know, it really. Yeah, that's know, a big, big difference. Okay. So you named the team that had the most Stanley Cups. Can you name the four franchises that have never made the Stanley Cup final? Um, the one in the Carolinas, is it the, the Hurricanes? Hurricane? Is that a team? That is a team. I'm going to say they're, they're one of them. Um, the one that's down in Florida, uh, teams in Florida. How many teams are in Florida? At least two. I think it is just two. Ah, there's only one. Uh, two. Okay, never mind, because I can't think of one. Um, and you should pick very, very carefully because at least one of them won the Stanley Cup final last year. So don't pick that one if you're going to pick one of the teams from Florida. So it's not them. Whoever they are, I don't even know what team that is. Um, I mean, the Blackhawks have won one, so it's not them. Yep. Just won one. Well, just a couple of years ago, just yep. won, not them. Uh, so, your guess. So, so far, you've made two guesses Carolina and the Florida team that didn't win the Stanley Cup final last year. Yeah, there's two. There's two of four. Um, I'm sure there's one out in LA or something that hasn't won. Okay. One of the two LA teams. Yeah, one of the two LA teams. Okay. And Seattle. Seattle has never had an NHL team, so I'm oh, not going to that as a guess. Okay. Um, one of the ones up in the north, like Pittsburgh area. Is there one up there? There's a team in Pittsburgh. Yeah, we'll choose that one. That'll be my fourth one. Okay. You were 0 for 4. <laughs> Even with the generous hints, yes. Uh the Hurricanes, Caroline, have, they've won a Stanley Cup, so they've uh, competed in the final. Um, the Florida team you were you ended up picking was the Florida Panthers. Um, the Tampa Bay Lightning are the other team in Florida. Um, but no, the uh, Florida Panthers have also made a Stanley Cup. You then picked one of the two L.A. teams, both of which have won a Stanley Cup, um, both Anaheim and L.A., have won a Stanley Cup. And then you picked Pittsburgh, which was very not a good choice at all because <laughs> Pittsburgh has won at least two cups in my lifetime and five total. So, What's Pittsburgh? The Penguins. Oh, the Penguins. Oh, well, oh, my bad. Also, I didn't know Anaheim had a team. That seems weird. Yes. Okay. I mean, same thing in baseball, right? LA's got one and Anaheim's got one. I, th- I still think that's strange. I think that's strange. but Yeah. So the four that you were looking for are the Arizona Coyotes. Didn't know they were a team. The Winnipeg Jets. Oh, I knew the Jets were a team. Dang it. The Columbus Blue Jackets. Interesting. And the Minnesota Wild. Oh, the Wild? I See, I didn't want to insult you, so I didn't want to put them on the list because I didn't know if they did or not. The Wild like, franchise has never made a Stanley Cup final. See, I would, that's why I asked franchise, right? Because it gets a little weird, right? Because there was a new, there used to be the North Stars, but the Wild are not just a rebrand. They're a new franchise. Anyway. I would have never guessed the Jets because they're Canadians. See, I, so I, the interesting thing with the Jets franchise, 
Winnipeg has just been stoved for good hockey, right? So because um, Arizona, the Arizona Coyotes used to be the Winnipeg Jets before they moved to Arizona, but they didn't make a Stanley Cup final in Winnipeg and still haven't in Arizona. And then Winnipeg, um, and then, what was it? The Charlotte, I believe it might've been like the Charlotte franchise. Who was it? Somebody in the Southeast area relocated to Winnipeg, but that franchise hadn't won or made it to a Stanley Cup in their old location and still hasn't in Winnipeg. So. Interesting. Yeah, who was that? Was it Charlotte? No, it was. Oh, that's going to bug me if I can't come up with it. I got to Google who that is while you ask you next. So my next question is kind of based on the question that I just talked about points, right? So first place can score 25 points. When you, How can a driver finish a race and score 26 points? Uh, you get a bonus point for leading the most laps. Is that correct? So if he leads the most laps, he gets one more point. You're really close. Whoever leads the, whoever leads the most laps gets one more point. It's not most laps. I'll give you one more stab at it. It's whoever's leading halfway through. No, it's whoever has the fastest lap. Fastest lap. Fastest lap in the top 10. So if you you're- You have in, to finish in the top 10 to be eligible. You have to finish in the top 10. So if you're in 12th place and you run the fastest lap and you finish and your lap time is the fastest one out there, you still don't get a- Okay. First place, if first place goes out and he has the fastest lap at the end of the race, then he gets an extra point. Generally, you'll see second or third place do this. First place is generally going to be like 20 seconds or so between first and second there's no way you're going to catch them so what you'll do is you'll pit real quick on like the second to last lap put on fresh tires and then go out there and rip the track as fast as you can to get that extra point yeah okay nice nice i looked it up it was atlanta there was a team in atlanta that relocated to winnipeg um in where was that in 2011 interesting the atlanta thrashers relocated to become the winnipeg jet thrashers that's very intense it's a good good intense name all right. Um, your last question, your fifth question. You've got two points so far. I was going to give you partial credit if you could have gotten any of those four on the last one, but no. Who has who has scored the most points in NHL history? Wayne Gretzky. Can you tell bonus point? Define a point in the NHL. A point? Oh, I'm having an existential crisis. It's like define. I don't know what. What's a I'm assuming it's not a goal, which is what I was assuming. Can you answer that for me? Is it not a goal? It is not just a goal. Not just a goal. It's a goal that you have either scored or assisted in scoring. I'll give it to you, yes. <laughs> points equals goals plus assists. Goals plus assists. I thought I had – yeah, okay. All right. So an NHL member, you can this official score can award two assists per goal, as opposed to like soccer where you can only get one. Um, so yes, a goal or an assist um, gets you a point. Awesome, I dig that. So your last question, and I'll kind of I'll kind of help you through this one. Name the three major types of penalties a driver can get during a race. So if I go out there and I ram you off the track or cause you to do something stupid, and it was entirely my fault. You're what are the main ones that can penalize me? Eating it DQ'd. So the, these are ones that don't disqualify you, I guess. Okay. These are all time-based penalties. Okay. So that they, they will, at the end of the day, affect your team. Okay. Um, well, we talked about this during an F1 segment earlier in the podcast, at least one of them. Somebody, like, cut somebody off and picked up a time penalty for it, and it cost them a podium finish or something. 
it was a big controversy. Vettel Hamilton in the 2020 Canadian Grand Prix, 2019 Canadian Grand Prix. It was a yeah, while. But sense. yeah, yes, we, we did discuss this. But I don't know what the time values would for each of those penalties. I assume one of them is a one-second penalty. Okay. Um, so there's two time value ones, and there's one that's not a strict time value. It's something you have to do. Uh, one probably makes you pit immediately for some reason. Um, I assume there's a one-second penalty, a 30-second penalty, and some penalty that makes you make a pit stop. That's going to be my guess. I will give you one-third credit for that. Um, there's a five-second penalty. There's a 10-second penalty. Mm. And there's a drive-through penalty. And, and there's more nuances of just that. But if I'm going to group them into three major groups, that's what they're going to be. Obviously, yeah, you can be disqualified. You can stripped of your win or move down places for the next right. But for these time-based ones, it's kind of what I lumped it in. So for the five-second penalty, it's probably one of the most flexible ones. If you're issued a five-second time penalty, you can go and serve that now. You can serve that the next time you have to pit. Or you can just finish the race and have it tacked on to your finishing time, right? Um, essentially, if you're going to do that during your pit stop, you drive into pit lane, you stop in your, in your spot for five seconds before your team can work on your car. The 10-second one, or a stop-go penalty is what it's also colloquially called, you have to immediately enter pit lane, stop in your spot, sit there for 10 seconds, and then drive off. Your team can't work on your car. They can't do anything. It's just you drive in, you sit for 10 seconds, and then you continue on down. And that's a pretty big penalty. That's about 30-some-odd seconds in total. Usually driving through pit lane in and of itself is about 20 seconds, right? And to sit in your pit box then for another 10 seconds, that's a lot. You have to keep in mind, too, um, most pit stops – from the time the car stops and then leaves their spot again is like two seconds. I think the record was 1.98 seconds or something set last year by, by Red Bull. The third major time penalty is, like I said, called the drive-through penalty, where you just have to drive through pit lane. That's, like I said, about, about 20 seconds or so total time, but you just have to pull into pit lane, drive all the way through, and then you're good to go. But those are the three major time penalties. Why would each of those be assessed? So a five-second penalty, like I said, would be Let's say it, me and you were racing down the track and I cut you off where I shouldn't have cut you off. There's certain rules on like racing lines and what you can and can't block. Mm-hmm. Um, or if we're going down a straight, you're right behind me. You veer off to the right. So I block you to the right. So you veer off to the left. I can only block one time. And okay. if I go back to the left again, I will probably be issued either a drive-through penalty or a five-second penalty. Um, that's what happened with uh, uh, Vettel and Hamilton and whatever Grand Prix upset. Um, essentially they said that Vettel reentered the track unsafe and cut off Hamilton when he was trying to pass him. And they ended up assessing a five second penalty, which dropped him from first place to second place. Um, a 10 second penalty is a little harsher. So, uh, I can't think of anything that's happened recently off the top of my head where we've seen a stop go issued. Usually it's going to be something unsafe, like speeding through pit lane. Probably that might be a five second still, um, doing something unsafe to, harm others like maybe maybe speeding through a sector that's already under caution or passing under caution i guess i can't think of anything concrete off the top of my head but you can kind of associate that into hockey's minor and major penalties right a five seconds going to be a relatively minor and 10 seconds going to be a relatively major penalty uh, with drive-through being probably the least of all of those there's been a lot of stuff with track limits this year second penalty that's where you'll see things like this i do have a bonus question for you right now you're at a total of two points and i have three so if we want to tie i do have a, a last question Sure, what do you got? What is the only American-owned team on the grid? 
there are, there are 10 total teams in formula one and only one of them is quote unquote American. I got no idea. Um, any idea at all? No. Oh, Haas. Haas is a, I think they make machining stuff or something, but they are the only American owned team on the group. Yeah. I was not going to come up with that one. Sorry. That's okay. Can you, can you tell me who the oldest uh, team in F1 is? Red Bull. No. Keep in mind, F1 started in like the 50s, 1950 to be exact. You can get this one. I believe in you. No idea. uh... Name a fast car company. You'll probably name the team I'm looking for. Ferrari. Yeah. There you go. There's your extra point. We have tied up three to three. Thanks for tuning fun. Everybody wins. Everybody wins. Participation points for all. And you, the listener, also got some awesome information on hockey and Formula One. What's not to love? Join us I next. know what definitely is to love. What's to love? Willens Astadio is to love. Willens Astadio is always to love. Um, and in our weekly turtle tab, of course, we tell you all the things you need to know about um, baseball savior Willens Astadio. Um, so Willens Astadio played in four games in the past week. You're going to see him appearing a little less defensively in the field because he is now the Twins' official backup catcher um, with Ben Rotvet option to the alternate site. The Twins only have two catchers on the roster right now, with Astadio being the second. Um, So he's going to play less because he's the backup catcher. You don't want to have him also out in the field because catchers get hurt and things like that. Um, But he did appear in four games the last week. Um, He is now hitting 278 with a 290 on base percentage and a 422 slugging percentage. Um, His OPS plus is at basically 102 with 100 being average. So he's a very slightly above average player who's very, very exciting to watch because he never walks and he never strikes out, which is super fun. So there you go. Willens Astadio, your weekly turtle tab. Moving right along into our Mike Stupid Rules segment. Um, with minor league baseball um, has gotten started here over the last couple of weeks, I wanted to fill you in on some of the um, sort of rules tests that um, Major League Baseball is running in their minor leagues um, for this year. There are five rules um, being tried out in the minor leagues that aren't in the major leagues that I want to highlight that are new for this year. Um, in AAA, it's being tried out, um, increasing the size of the base. Um, right now, bases are uh, standard 15 inches. In AAA, they're 18 inches and are going to be made of a slightly less slippery material, specifically when the base is wet to prevent people from slipping on wet bases and injuring themselves. So slightly larger bases to try to prevent fielders and runners colliding and then slightly less slippery bases um, when when they're wet to prevent injuries that way. In double A, um, to sort of combat the shift, there is a requirement that all four infielders have their cleats within the outer boundary of the infield dirt when the pitch is delivered. So basically all four infielders have to be in the infield when the pitch is delivered. According to that rule, there's no, you can have anywhere in the dirt but they have to be in the dirt or, you know, I guess in the grass on the other side of the dirt, like the, the grass around the pitchers. Um, in low A ball, 
Um, so like the Florida State League and the the wet, the out wet, the Arizona League. Um, there's a limit of two pickoff attempts per plate appearance. You can't try to pick a guy off more than two times per plate appearance. Um, in the Western League of Low A in Arizona, they're doing a 15 second pitch clock. You got to pitch within 15 seconds. Um, and in the Southeast League, the Florida State League, um, there is an automated ball strike system um, as the experimental rules in minor league baseball this year. Wyatt, I saw you making a lot of faces. What are your I, thoughts? I don't really care. I know nobody cares about my opinion, but I don't really <laughs> care about the low A ball rules. Those are, I mean, it doesn't matter. Double A, I don't like the rule of forcing infielders to be in the infield, as crazy as that sounds. Yeah, I yeah, agree. Dumb, though. If it's just in the dirt, I would like to see a team do something where they line up people along the foul lines where it's usually dirt all the way out or do something stupid like that. But uh, I don't like that rule. Also, don't really care because I don't see that moving up any further. If you're going to combat the shift, I would do it by making people stay on their sides of the infield as opposed to not being on the grass. Yeah, that makes a lot more sense. Yeah. Also, I think the limit of two pickoffs, what, what what is the point? What's the point? What are you trying to accomplish by doing that? I think that's just unfair, right? After two pickoff attempts, you're essentially free to steal. Right, exactly. That's I think, it's, really rule. For all intents and purposes, it's a limit to one pickoff attempt. Yeah. yeah. I, don't, I don't like that either. But I, mean, I, don't, I don't, like, the don't like that one. I hadn't even thought about that. But yeah, I really don't like that one. My only complaint with the base changes in AAA is that there's still not a second base on first for running. You like the orange safety base? Yes, I liked it when I played ball, which was really bad in a long time ago. And I think it should definitely at least be in the minor league. See what kind of changes it makes. Yeah, I'm not opposed to the orange safety base. I don't I think I like it in major league base. I love it in youth ball. I love it in like adult slow pitch softball. I love it there. I think we either need to stop complaining about interference calls at first or add an orange safety base. One of the two. I wouldn't be opposed to it, but I'm not going to say I'd support it. You know what I mean? That's fair. At I would, the major league level. I'd like to see if it makes any major changes. Yeah. Toss it in at high A or double A or something and see see what happens. See if there's any appreciable least. But I would totally be anyway, yep. those are my thoughts and opinions on on rule changes. Yep, that's fair. Again, it's gonna be a while before any of these see the major league level. Um, but they're there, they're on the books at the minor league level, so it's worth keeping an eye on. Um, what we also, of course, keep an eye on every week is our Write That Down predictions and uh, have an accountability session. This week's accountability session is going to be really short because there's nothing in it. Next week is going to be a very, very big accountability session because as our loyal listeners know, the end of May is the end of our Write That Down prediction season. So this is the last week of the Write That Down prediction season. Um, so we're going to have a lot of predictions come off the board next week. And we will also share the final standings um, on next week's episode. So keep an ear out for that on next week's episode for a final write that down standing. How exciting. Since Kyle's not here today, he's actually not submitting a prediction for this week. So do you want to lead us off, Mike? I will. Um, So for those of you who didn't hear, Aaron Rodgers did not report to organized team activities um, because he's on vacation in Hawaii and everybody panicked. Don't panic. First of all, they're optional. Optional. Like half the league skipped organized team activities this year because the players union is using the pandemic 
to bargain with the league that these organized team activities aren't even that don't, don't even matter. They could just go away. It's what the players want anyway. So relax. Aaron Rodgers is not going anywhere. Aaron Rodgers will be the Packers starting quarterback in week one. That's my official prediction is that he will be the Packers starting quarterback in week one. I mean, I totally agree with this. <laughs> I, I don't see any other option for him unless he decides to retire, which I, I don't think is going to happen. If I gave you a single, would you be really mad? No, not good. at all. That's what you're getting. Sounds good. I'm going to say that the Pirates are never better than last in the NL Central. They will always be last in the NL Central, and they will never not be last for the rest of the year. Okay. So right now they're 18 and 29, which is good for like the third worst record in all of baseball behind the Tigers, Diamondbacks, and oh, that's it. Third worst, we put them just behind the Tigers and Diamondbacks. Um, they're currently eight games out of first with three and a half games behind or behind Cincinnati for fourth in the NL Central. Um, I can't decide if this is a single or a double. What were you hoping for? Uh, either. I wouldn't really complain. I mean, stranger things have happened and them craw- crawling out of this hole, but they were also very much projected to be last. So, um, boy, I'm feeling single. That's fine. Yeah, I can't I can't give you more than that. I don't expect them to uh they're, they're projected to finish twelve games behind the Reds according to fan graphs at this point. So it's not like that's projected to be close. Five thirty-eight projects them to finish um also twelve games behind the Reds. So yeah, a single seam seems reasonable there. Sounds good to me. Do I have anything from Josh this week? Is he still alive? Yep, he's still alive. He's still doing good. Um, Josh had an interesting prediction this week, to say the least. Josh was um, buying into the Aaron Rodgers in Hawaii hype. Josh is predicting that Aaron Rodgers will not return from Hawaii and will start a new NFL team in Hawaii. Dude, this is obviously a single. Like, this is totally going to happen, right? I want an NFL team in Hawaii. No, no. (laughs) There will not be an NFL team in Hawaii. There will never be an NFL team in Hawaii in my lifetime. This is a home run. When do we take this thing off the board? Like week one when there's no NFL team in Hawaii? Well, it doesn't stay, right? As soon as he leaves Hawaii or starts for Green Bay, one of the two. Yeah. We can keep it on for the whole season. Hey, you never know. Maybe the, maybe they'll start up a team. Anyway. If they start up a team, we'll give it to him. Okay. Yeah, the official wording of it is – Aaron Rodgers to stay and start his own NFL team in Hawaii was the official wording of the message Josh sent. We will obviously give this one a home run. Yes. I appreciate bold predictions like 10 out of 10. Those are the reasons why I come and stay. It's just for things like gotta love it. With our three predictions from your two hosts and Josh, that concludes our Write the Down Predicting segment, which means we're at the end of the episode. Thank you for listening to episode 131 of the 8811 cast. Make sure you check us out next week when we grill Kyle on hockey and Formula One. Signing off, David Cast, we have your hosts, Mike Ludwig and Wyatt Teeter. We'll talk to you all again next week. Go Cyclones. Go Cyclones. <laughs>